Surviving Lockdown. An essential business podcast from Mark Rise VoiceOvers. Hello, thanks for listening. David Wall is director and co-founder of Dusted, a UK top 100 design agency who deliver meaningful brand experiences for companies in finance, technology and professional services. From rebranding business to rebuilding websites, they deliver distinctive solutions across brand, digital and marketing. David joins me now from West London. Hi, David. Hi, Mark. How are you doing? Yeah, good, thank you. Firstly, on a personal level, did you and the family manage to stay positive during lockdown? Definitely, definitely. It's just one of the many things that gets thrown at you and uh, ensuring that you, you stay positive is, is, is key to, to everything, your own well-being as well as the business and, uh, of course, for ourselves. Well, let's talk business. Can you tell me a bit about Dusted pre-March 2020, the kind of work you were doing, the kind of clients you had? Um, well, we were very much on a growth curve in terms of the business and we had targets to meet. We just come off the back of a very good year. And really looking forward to 2020. And I think by the time we got to the end of March, we I think the rest of the world included knew that things were going to be very different this year. And perhaps the biggest change really, I guess, is, is just in terms of our, our, our physical space. And we're now all working from home. But from the business's point of view, it's continued to do well. And we're still on track for the targets that we set ourselves 12 months ago. So fingers crossed it stays that way. That sounds quite positive. But COVID-19 hit. How did you have to adapt business? Were there any other strange things apart from working from home? Not really. I mean, our business was quite used to working remotely to a certain extent. For me personally, it's something that I've done myself for, for many, many years. But you know, we, we have developers who, again, are quite used to working remotely. But we do have teams of people, especially our design team, who are much more collaborative. They need to be in the same space. And I think for them, it's been a much harder thing to get used to. Um, for our clients, they want to see us, they want to be in front of us. And you know that's changed in terms of how we've dealt with clients. But some of our clients who are headquartered overseas, again, are quite used to working remotely where you know they will be having a Zoom call well before it became a hugely popular thing. So the simple biggest change has been the fact that everyone's now not in an office. They're all working from home. And that does affect people in different ways. Some people like me, I'm fine with it. Some people um, are finding it hard. They're finding it tough because either they don't have the space or they want to be um, in an office environment. But that environment is completely different now. It's changed and will change forever. Um, and I'm not just talking about wearing a mask and one-way routes in the loose, but it's uh, it's going to be very different when we all do get back into commuting and, and, and arriving at office. Do you think that most business will do at least partly remote working going forward then? Um, yes, I mean, that's happening now. Um, some businesses, and again, I'm, I'm kind of confining my viewpoint to businesses which are largely office-based. I mean, if, if you work in a factory or you drive a train, you have sure. no choice. Yeah. But yeah. from an office point of view and from a kind of service industry point of view, some businesses are back now, whether it be partially with, with restrictions. And some businesses, just in the news today, are saying we're going to put that off until the new year at the earliest. So it will be different based on where you need to be and perhaps where you want to be. And I think the key is perhaps offering employees the flexibility. If you want to come in, do so, but stay safe. And here are the guidelines and here are the rules. And if you don't want to or you live too far away and you don't want to be on a packed train, then you can work from home. And, you know, that 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 will be how things change. And I think 
flexibility in remote working was always something that was was discussed and now it will become perhaps an essential part of uh, an employee contract where you're able to do that flexible working in terms of flexible starts and, and finishing the day and, and where you do that work from. You work with some quite big names. Did you have to work hard to persuade them to keep on marketing, to keep their budget up during the last six months? Well, for the big clients that we have, we didn't need to persuade them to carry on because that's not really our role. What we needed to convince them was just the reassurance that Dusted is still here. Everything is fine. We're not going anywhere. We're still looking after them and the projects that we're working on um, will not grind to a halt. So for us, it wasn't really convincing them to change what they're doing because some of them are global businesses with quite fairly hefty um, marketing departments. So for us, it was much more about the reassurance from, from us that Dusted is still there. And as I said, it's business as usual in terms of the work we're doing for them. So it wasn't really any, again, any great change for us. It was just ensuring that they didn't think that we were, we were suffering. Surviving Lockdown. Remember, if you're a business owner and you'd like to be featured on Surviving Lockdown, just email voiceover at markrise.com. So, David, what's your view on schools heading back really quite shortly now? <laughs> well, I was talking to a colleague who's got uh, two young children and, I mean, he's having to do, he's having to work from home and do homeschooling. And that environment <laughs> is incredibly tough. And I think he is ready to drop his kids off at the school gates any minute now. But of course, it has to be done in a way which is safe. There's no point in rushing into that as an option and then suddenly having to come back out of it just as quickly. The real decision making there in terms of making it safe, not just for for uh, the school kids, but also the staff and the parents is, in, is perhaps putting the onus on the schools themselves. Do they have the space? Do they have the equipment? Do they have the resources to be able to make sure that that environment is safe? And that will be what is at the top of everyone's list. In your view, how has the government handled the pandemic? I'd love to say that they've done a terrible job, but I think if I was faced with the, the decisions they had to make, it would be interesting to know whether I could have done it perhaps differently. Um, I think everybody is, has obviously got criticisms that they can point directly at things that perhaps haven't been uh, well managed. Um, but it's not like this is a usual occurrence. This is not just a regular old recession. This is something which um, obviously can can be planned for, but it's, you know, it's something that perhaps we'll, we'll never face before. It's something that hopefully we won't perhaps face on the same scale ever again. It's hard, you know, it's very difficult to ensure that people's livelihoods and people's lives are all kept in check and being faced with decisions which can affect one and then the other is, is very, very difficult. So yes, it's, I mean, it's hard work. I wouldn't like to pinpoint anyone or something as being particularly harsh, but uh, I know I wouldn't like to have been sitting down in the street making some of those decisions. Did you at Dusted need to take advantage of any of the government's financial packages during the time? We didn't need to, but we did. I think if there's one thing I've certainly learned from running a business over the last decade and a half is that if you if, if you need the loan, do it when you can get it, not perhaps when you need it. So we took advantage of the government's uh, business interruption loan scheme um, and that was well suited to us. It, it gave us some reassurance. It gave us a bit of a safety net. Um, and, and that was good for us. 
Um, we haven't had to furlough any of our staff. We've kept busy. Um, and so from a financial point of view, it's, it's, uh, it's steady as she goes. We've, we've not had any great disruption. But yes, we, we've, we've taken advantage of that and that's been quite good for us. Is there one thing that you'd like most help with going forward from the government or perhaps from the community as we get back to some semblance of normality? Um, well, I think like most people, it would be some reassurance and I think that's perhaps the hardest thing to provide. I mean, nobody knows quite what's going to happen. These are uncharted waters. Nobody can definitely say this will happen then and it will take that long. Um, I think everybody, the experts that perhaps comment on how economies have changed and how businesses will change globally and how individuals will will kind of start working, whether it be remotely and flexibly. I guess really it's it's about understanding what's going to be possible when we come out of this? What will that new normal look like? And I think we will kind of look to the experts to say, this is what we're doing and we can then follow suit. And that's what Duster does. We deal with a lot of big clients and they will be asking us as much as we're asking them how they're doing, what they're changing, what have they done that's that's going to be particularly different. And we can take a lead from them as much as them ensuring that we're still around to to deliver for them. I'm going to ask you to get your crystal ball out now. Are you confident that business will pick up to the same level or more by perhaps the end of 2020, or is that massively too soon? Um, I don't think it's massively too soon, but I think it's a little bit too soon. I think, again, going back to to where we were in kind of April and and, and May, everybody was thinking by the by the end of the summer and by the time we're back to school, things will hopefully be back to normal. But now. I think people are realistically looking at well into next year before there is a new level of, of normality and businesses bounce back. It won't be for every sector. Um, I mean, obviously, the sectors that are doing very well and the sectors that are down, everything will bounce back eventually. I mean, we're, we're kind of in recession now. So having been through one already in, in 2010 and not really knowing what would happen after that, we can safely sit here thinking, yes, we, we've made the preparations, we've become as robust as we need to be and we will be fine. And if other businesses have done the same and they've protected their brand and their reputation, they will bounce back as well. But no one will, no one will know for sure, but we will look back and say, yeah, that prediction was, was roughly right. But I think it will be well into 2021 before we're saying, yes, we've bounced back now and everything's fine. Interesting take, David. Thank you very much indeed for your time. Thank you, Mark. You can contact David through the website. It's www.dusted.com. Surviving Lockdown. Surviving Lockdown is produced and presented by Mark Rise, a multi-award-winning voiceover artist and TV presenter for more than 30 years. If you'd like to be featured on the podcast or are interested in voiceover for your business video, e-learning or telephone system, simply email voiceover at markrise.com. Surviving Lockdown.